BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. This episode is powered by Poddex. Poddex are unique interview questions and episode starting prompts in the palm of your hand. So whether you're a new podcaster or existing broadcaster looking to grow your audience and have more meaningful conversations, you're going to want to check out Poddex. Now, if you want to get 10% off your order right now, you can go to poddex.com and type in coupon code, what's the code? Larry21. Yes, that's the code. Check out poddex.com. Take your podcast to the next level. Welcome to the True Crime Never Sleeps podcast. We dive into stories of true crime from unsolved cold cases to historic kidnapping to gangsters and beyond. We are your source for true crime. We thank you for listening. Welcome to the True Crime Number Sweeps podcast. I'm your host, Larry Least. On today's ep- episode of Breakout Kings, we dive into the Clovis, New Mexico prison escape. But first, we'd like to thank our sponsor, Audible, for sponsoring this episode. If you're a fan of audiobooks of any kind of genre, fiction, nonfiction, autobiographies, self-help books, check out Audible today and get a free audiobook of your choice at audibletrial.com slash Larry21. And without further ado, let's dive right into today's episode. Curry County Adult Detention Center, which we'll refer to in the future as CCADC, is located in Clovis, New Mexico, and serves as the primary correctional facility for the region. Established in the early 90s, the detention center has a capacity of approximately 208 inmates and houses both male and female detainees. Over the years, the facility has been responsible for the incarceration of individuals accused or convicted of a wide range of offenses, from minor misdemeanors to serious felonies. However, the detention center has had its fair share of challenges and controversies, some of which contributed to the infamous 2008 jail escape. Leading up to the escape, the facility faced mounting criticism for its lax security measures and inadequate staffing levels. Many observers and experts claimed that the detention center was operating below acceptable standards for a facility of its size and function. Among the most pressing issues at the detention center was the inadequate surveillance system in place. The detention center relied on an outdated security system that failed to cover critical areas, making it easier for inmates to exploit blind spots. 
Additionally, the facility suffered from a lack of proper maintenance with reports of crumbling infrastructure and malfunctioning locks on cell doors. These factors, combined with a limited number of staff members, created an environment ripe for potentially security breaches. Furthermore, the facility had a history of incidents that called into question its ability to manage and supervise inmate population effectively. Prior to the 2008 escape, the CCADC had experienced other minor escapes and altercations between inmates, which led to growing concerns about the detention center's management. The lack of proper training for staff, along with insufficient communication protocols, only served to exacerbate the situation. On August 24, 2008, eight inmates made headlines when they managed to escape from the Curry County Adult Detention Center in Clovis, New Mexico. The daring escape involved a carefully orchestrated plan that exploited the facility's security vulnerabilities. The escapees, apologies if I butcher their names, Larry McClendon, Michael England, uh, Luis Chavez, Edward Salas, Reynano Enriquez, Victor Apatica, and Javier Zapata, Victor Sotelo. Each of these individuals had a criminal history that motivated their desperate bid for freedom. Larry, the first escapee, was a 19-year-old who had been charged with murder, attempted murder, and armed robbery. He was accused of being involved in a deadly shooting and been held at the detention center since January 2008. Given the severity of the, his charges, it is unsurprising that McClendon sought any opportunity to escape the confines of the detention center. Michael England was a 29-year-old inmate, had a criminal history that included charges related to theft, drug possession, and forgery. His motivation for participating in the escape can be attributed to his desire to avoid serving a lengthy sentence for his crimes. England, like the other escapees, likely saw the escape as a chance for a fresh start and the possibility of evading the consequences of his actions. Luis Chavez, aged 18 at the time, had been held at the detention center on charges of aggravated battery, kidnapping, and tampering with evidence. These serious charges carried significant prison time, which undoubtedly played a role in his decision to join the escape attempt. Edward Salas, another 21-year-old escapee, had a particularly notorious past. He had been convicted of first-degree murder for his role in the 2005 shooting of a 10-year-old boy, Carlos Perez. He was awaiting transfer to a state prison to serve a life sentence when the opportunity to escape presented itself. The prospect of spending his, the rest of his life behind bars was likely a key factor in his decision to flee. Reynaldo Enriquez, 19 years old, incarcerated on multiple charges, including aggravated burglary, conspiracy to commit burglary, and participation in a street game. And then you got Victor, age 39, faced up. Countless charges included kidnapping, aggravated battery, assault, drug trafficking, and he himself had a history of violent crimes and drug-related offenses, meaning that he faced a lengthy prison sentence. Javier Zapata was a 19-year-old and in custody for charges including aggravated assault, battery, and pomp, peace officer, and resisting arrest. Then lastly, Victor Sotelo, 26-year-old detainee, was being held on charges of aggravated battery, assault with intent to commit a violent felony, and participation in the street gang. And given his criminal history and gang affiliations, he likely saw the escape 
along with the others, as an opportunity to avoid the consequences he faced and potentially reunite with his criminal associates on the outside. The 2008 escape was a meticulously planned operation that relied on the inmates' ability to exploit the facility's security weaknesses and the resourcefulness in executing the escape. Despite the center's purpose as a secure holding facility for individuals charged with or convicted of various crimes, the escapees managed to identify and take advantage of its shortcomings to make their bid for freedom. One of the key weaknesses in the security system was the outdated and inadequate surveillance system. This Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. system had multiple blind spots and failed to cover crucial areas of the facility. The escapees capitalized on these blind spots to move around the jail without being detected by the limited number of staff members on duty. Additionally, the inmates, inmates took advantage of the jail's crumbling infrastructure and malfunctioning locks, which had not been properly maintained for their facilitating their escape. The plan itself was designed to minimize the chances of detection and capture. The inmates first managed to remove a metal plate from a plumbing access area in one of the cells, which allowed them to enter a narrow space between the cell walls. From there, they were able to navigate their way through the building's internal structure, bypassing cell doors and security checkpoints that would have otherwise prevented their escape. Once the inmates reached the facility's attic, they encountered another challenge, gaining access to the roof. To do so, they'd have to remove a large, heavy air vent that covered an opening leading to the roof. This was no small task as the vent was bolted in place and would have required significant effort to remove. However, the inmates were determined and resourceful using makeshift tools fashioned from items found within the jail to pry the vent free. With the vent removed, the inmates were able to access the roof, but their escape was far from over. They still had to scale down the exterior of the building without being detected. To accomplish this, they demonstrated their resourcefulness once again by creating makeshift ropes from bedsheets and other materials they had acquired within the jail. These ropes allowed the inmates to rappel down the side of the building despite the considerable risk of injury or capture. The entire escape operation was carried out under the cover of darkness, which provided the inmates with an additional layer of protection against detection. By the time jail staff realized that the eight men were missing, they had already made their way off the facility's grounds and disappeared into the surrounding area. The discovery of the 2008 escape sent shockwaves throughout the local community and law enforcement agencies. It quickly became apparent that a massive manhunt would be required to locate and apprehend the eight escapees, who were considered dangerous due to their criminal histories.
The search for these fugitives would involve a multi-agency effort that spanned several months. The escape was discovered during a routine headcount in the early hours of August 24, 2008. Jail staff noticed the absence of eight inmates and immediately raised the alarm, alerting local law enforcement to the situation. Within hours, the search for the escapees was underway with officers from the Clovis Police Department and Curry County Sheriff's Office combing the area surrounding the detention center. As the gravity of the situation became clear, state and federal law enforcement joined the manhunt. The New Mexico State Police, along with the FBI and the U.S. Marshal Service, became involved in the search efforts, pooling resources and expertise to track down the fugitives. Local authorities also worked closely with agencies from neighboring states, as there was a possibility that the escapees had crossed state lines. The manhunt was characterized by a series of key moments as each escapee was eventually located and apprehended. The first arrest took place just two days after the escape when Victor was found hiding in an abandoned house near the detention center. His capture provided investigators with valuable information that helped to focus the search, search efforts on specific areas and other potential hideouts. The next arrest occurred on August 28th when Luis Chamez was discovered hiding in a field north of Clovis. He was captured after, four, after a short foot chase, which ended when a police canine unit apprehended him. The following day, Michael England was caught in a vehicle during a traffic stop in Clovis. These quick captures were the result of effective coordination among law enforcement agencies and their ability to follow up on leads provided by the public. The manhunt continued for several weeks, with investigators following leads and conducting numerous searches in an attempt to locate the remaining fugitives. On September 18th, or September 8th, excuse me, Reynaldo Enriquez and Javier Zapata were arrested in Lubbock, Texas, after being spotted in a stolen vehicle. This arrest underscored the importance of cross-state cooperation as Texas authorities played a crucial role in apprehending the fugitives. In the following months, the remaining escapees were captured one by one. Larry was arrested in Amarillo, Texas on October 15th. Victor was apprehended in Albuquerque on October 30th. The final escapee, Edward, managed to evade capture for several years before being arrested in Mexico in October 2012. His arrest marked the end of the manhunt and the successful recapture of all eight escapees. The aftermath of the 2008 escape had far-reaching consequences for the facility, its staff, and the wider community. The daring escape of eight inmates exposed significant flaws and the detention center security and management, leading to a public outcry and demands for change. In response, the detention center and its staff faced scrutiny, policy changes, and security improvements aimed at preventing similar incidents from occurring in the future. One immediate consequence of, this, of the escape was the dismissal and resignation of several staff members, including the detention center's administrator and security chief. These departures were followed by a thorough internal review of the facility's policies and procedures, as well as an external investigation conducted by state and federal agencies. The results of these investigations revealed a pattern of negligence, inadequate training, and poor communication, which contributed to the security lapses that allowed the escape to, re to occur. As for the escapees, their recapture marked the beginning of a new chapter in their lives. Each of them faced additional charges related to the escape, including escape from custody, conspiracy, and destruction of property. 
These char charges carried the potential for additional prison time, which would be added to the sentences they were already serving for their original crimes. Some of the escapees also faced trials and convictions in other jurisdictions, further extending their time in custody. And that is all we have on the Clovis, New Mexico prison escape. Let us know your thoughts in the comments section below. As always, give us a thumbs up if you like our video, subscribe to the channel for even more content, and you can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and if you want to support the channel, go ahead and buy us a coffee at buymeacoffee.com slash tcns. Your support helps the channel grow, you can upgrade our equipment, bring in new hosts, and be able to pay them. Our goal is to reach, uh, I'm going to say $500 by the end of the year, and your support can help that make that happen. As always, thank you so much for watching and listening. We will see you next time. You have been listening to the True Crime Never Sleeps Podcast. Thank you for listening. You can follow us on Facebook at True Crime Never Sleeps Podcast and on Twitter at True Crime NS. And follow us on Instagram at True Crime Never Sleeps. Thanks for watching. If you want to support the show, buy us a coffee at buymeacoffee.com slash TCNN or become a patron at patreon.com slash True Crime Never Sleeps. Get ahead of postage rate increases this year with stamps.com. It's like your own personal post office. Sign up with promo code program for a four-week trial plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com code program.